Welcome to the Undivided Women's Podcast. I'm Kristen Price, and I'm your hostess, and I am so glad that you are joining me today. At Undivided Women, we encourage women to go deeper in the Word of God and with each other through Jesus Christ. We help each woman identify how to love God and her people with all her heart by equipping her with the ability to remove distractions so that she can focus and live fully in the here and now. November is Adoption Awareness Month and I have really enjoyed interviewing my husband Raleigh Uh, as we have talked this month in our three-part series about our family's adoption story. And I wanted to interview Raleigh because he was the one who took the lead in our adoption of our son and has become knowledgeable about the steps it takes to adopt a child domestically. Now, of course, we are newly adopted parents, so there's a lot we are still learning. And we aren't experts, but we do want to share... So we're back for back. our final little episode in our series for on now. adoption. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's so much to say. Yeah. It's like, how do you say it in I just know. a short amount of time? But uh, I really enjoyed our conversation, and yeah, I thank you, good. yeah, for doing this with me, um, being a partner. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in this episode, I really would love for us to talk a little bit about what it has been like having this sweet, precious baby boy home, because right. <laughs> <laughs> he is five months this month, and it has just gone by so fast, yes. but there's also been some really uh, sweet moments with newborns. I think they make you slow down a little bit, yeah, you know, and, sure. and savor. Uh, and so we've gone through that newborn phase, and now he's he's growing, and he's healthy, and he's starting to giggle and laugh. And, <laughs> Getting some and, personality. Yeah, and so it's a lot of fun. Uh, but I know, like, being on this side, like, he is just so precious and so cute and we love him so much but like we've talked about adoption is a journey and it is a process and one of the things that I'd like to talk about with you today is not only how we you know got to this place of choosing to adopt but then you know it's not just us it's we are involving our children we're involving our families um our community at large but Particularly, you know, our family. Uh, mm-hmm. Once we made the decision, it was it's part of their story right. now too. And I know with our children, you know, our girls are nine, and then our son is five, and so they're at the age where they're starting to comprehend a little bit more. And once we were matched uh, with our son, and we found out that he was going to be a different race than us. Uh, you know, that was part of the conversation that we had with them, and it was part of preparing their hearts to love a baby brother that doesn't look exactly like them. And um, with anything, I mean, they're children, you know, there's a lot of questions, and there's a lot of excitement, but there's also some fear, and there's also some unknown, you know, for them. And so... You know, that was definitely something we had to talk about a lot with them. And we had to talk about it with our our parents and our extended family. 
And so can you share a little bit about what that conversation was like and maybe what we learned through the process of before and then after, you know, getting him and then bringing right. him home? You know, I think, you know, kids on one hand, they're, they're kind of two different things at the same time, which is interesting. On one hand, they're extremely flexible and open-minded because they're children and they're pure and they don't uh, they don't have prejudices and you know judgments and things that people develop you know uh, um, over the course of their life you know um, and certainly certain people's circumstances don't develop always you know the the best um, you know viewpoints of just you know, uh, life and what it means for somebody just simply not to be the same color as you. Uh, so, I mean, I think we've, we saw, you know, even before we were serious to the point of adopting ourselves, just from the, um, friends that we had interacted with who adopted how our children reacted around them and seeing other children is that again, children are pretty flexible and open-minded and they don't, (laughs) you don't come in. Yeah. I mean, you don't, (laughs) you know, God doesn't make you where you come into this world, you know, being racist. Mm. You just don't. You know, I mean, you, you just love inherently yeah. and that's beautiful. And there's so much to be learned from that as an adult. Um, at the same time, children love comfort. They love what they know. And, um, you know, you, heaven forbid you not give them chicken nuggets for the fourth day in a row because <laughs> they are used to chicken nuggets. Right. Uh, and it doesn't matter that it's some great thing you've given them. Or uh, even a they, different version of chicken nuggets. Right. <laughs> grill, don't give them grilled chicken nuggets if you had fried chicken nuggets for four days, you know. So at the same time, they're like really finicky and used to their little world and the very small... They're scheduled. And, the yeah. small worldview that they have as a nine or a five-year-old. And so, you know talking to them very up front, you know, and starting to have those conversations. And, you know, even though we knew we were to the point where we were already adopting, mm-hmm. I guess, technically, um, you know, we really didn't talk with the, the, the kids directly about, a, you know, um, our adoption so much as we just started having big picture conversations about life and, their friends and the different friends that they have and the different friends that they interact with um, from school to sports to church to whatever, you know, different things where we just see people out in the world. And then, um, you know, just starting to build and reinforce, you know, the the real and true uh, and, and comforting idea that not everybody looks like you and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And just starting with really, you know, simple or silly, even as you could call it, you know, things that I mean, even if you're just talking about a white person, you know, white people look different. They're big, they're small, they're tall, they're short, they're brown hair, they're red hair, there's glasses, there's, you know, just pointing out the millions of differences and how God made everybody different. And that's just talking about white people. Mm. Now let's mix in all these other races and things and start to, you know, in a positive way, reinforce that, you know, it's, we don't focus on somebody being different than you as a, as a negative, as if like you are the prototype that everything should be judged against. Yeah. It's, reinforcing the idea that 
God made every one of these people, including you, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and God made all of these people in his image, mm. you know, and, um, you know, and, and we've, we've been fortunate from things we've read, people we've talked to and interacted with on a, on a personal basis to pick up and learn some of these things that we teach ourselves from and that we also teach the children and stuff. But, you know, you hear some people, you know, say things, you know, like, oh, well, you know, love is colorblind or we're, we're colorblind. We don't see color, you know, and it's like it's a good sentiment, but it's not true, mm. you know. Um, we are not colorblind. Okay. We very clearly recognize mm-hmm. every literal color, mm-hmm. and we certainly recognize it in people. Mm-hmm. And so we're we're not colorblind, and to say that we are, you know, isn't mm. really an accurate statement. So we've never tried to kind of paint that picture for the children of the sense of well, you you just shouldn't notice that he's black. Right. You know? Yeah. That's not that's not the message that we want them to take away yeah. from it. We we want them to take away the message that your little brother is black and look how beautiful he is. He's and he so doesn't, beautiful. <laughs> and he doesn't look like you and you're white yeah. and look how beautiful well, you, you are. are. Yeah. And here's your friend. Yes. Here's your friend at school, you know? that was adopted from China and look how beautiful she is and she doesn't look like you or your brother and it's not just other children that are adopted no, but no, that's just an who, you know. yeah children that you play sports with and just how and so you know yes. and i heard somebody say you know they were like it's actually the opposite you know it's not you know it's not that we're colorblind it's like you think about god god is not colorblind he created the colors Mm -hmm. uh god is colorful Mm. you know and so we should be colorful our life should be colorful um and you know be proud of the color that you are and accept the color that you are but you know respect and love and and enjoy you know all the different colors that god made well, and I think, too, it's something that I am learning as a mother to a child who does have a different racial background than me is I'm trying to learn about, you know, his heritage and, and things right. that, and, and to give him positive role models right. that he can look up to one day, you know, and, right. and, mean- and, and even with our own children, just incorporating just something so simple as having... I love how our our girls they have dolls, and not every doll is a white doll that right. they have. You know, it's just little things like that. And we have a book about right. adoption. You know, and just I I think there's just little things that you can do. Well, it's just, important again. Uh, you and know. it's not just in the conversation of adoption. It, this is a right. bigger conversation. Right. You it's, know, it's important to you know representation is important, and it's important for you know. If he's going to grow up in a house, I mean, he, you know, he's going to pick up at a very young age, as soon as he can look in a mirror, that he doesn't look like mom and dad and brother and sister. And so you can't ever hide or ignore that from him. You have to be very open and real with that because you can damage him if you just pretend to be colorblind and pretend like he's white. You know, that that's damaging for him. Uh, but to understand that, like you said, his history 
he's African American, and that is a different history than me or you. It's not better. It's not worse. It's th- that's not how history works. It is. A, it's just a different history, and there is so much to be learned from that, and there's so much to be you know respected, and so much to just be celebrated in that, just mm-hmm. as there is in our history. And he can learn from us, and we can learn from him. But you know, uh, if he only if he only feels like our history is respected and our history is celebrated, then he's mm-hmm. not going to have a sense of self-worth or self-pride mm-hmm. in his history. And we don't ever want that. We don't right. want him to ever feel like, you know, um, yeah. you know I'm, get, I'm getting on a tangent here, you know, but, and I apologize, but, you know, another thing you'll hear people say, you know, is just that he's so blessed to have y'all. And and I don't ever correct anybody on the spot when they say that because I know their intentions and their intentions are, are good. But you do have to be mindful of him hearing that and him getting this idea into his head from a young age that, you know, uh, he's the one who's blessed to be with us and like he's lucky and that if he didn't have us his life wouldn't be good or wouldn't be worth Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. um he is blessed with us i believe but we are just as blessed with and by him at the same time and so you know uh, there's that caveat that comes with (laughs) that statement that well you know I, i do think he's a pretty lucky little guy to have us i think we're pretty good parents we try hard uh but you know he he is a blessing to us just as equal if not more than than we are to him mm-hmm. and so i don't even know where i was going with that no, i got it's i okay. got on a tangent no, with it i think these are um, these are all things that we are since we've been home we hear these different phrases and these comments and part of adoption the process is there is a sense of education that we go through as parents you know but also it's like we're now on the other side of that and we're trying to well, learn I, our, yeah. as we go and and well, also I, I think we both feel a sense i mean that's part of the reason we're even doing this podcast yes. right now is that i mean you know it's not like anybody asked us to do this so maybe <laughs> we shouldn't be doing it <laughs> I don't know why we thought we should be doing this but you know for whatever reason i mean i, I feel a, a sense of you know i mean it's like you have some responsibility to be i guess like an ambassador so to say um for the adoption community and just helping educate people about you know what we're going through what we're learning and what we're experiencing and being able to share that with other people because like we talked about in the earlier podcast not everybody is called to adopt but everybody does need to be aware of the process and the the life choices and the things that we go through so that everybody can have the same impact you know that that we experience going through it um so and I I think one of the things that has really helped me a phrase that uh, our consulting agency uses a lot uh, FAC they say love makes a family and that has stuck with me uh, throughout this process because I truly believe it like I believe it with all my heart that Mm -hmm. love makes a family 
and we are equals. We are, we are all, you know, as you were talking about earlier about being blessed, like we are equally blessed by him just as he is equally blessed by us, you know, like, and and so it, and it's this, it's this blessing of love. Like we love one another. And I, again, this whole thing of being a mama and okay, are you going to love him as much as your other children? It's like, yes. Like when he smiles at me, oh my goodness. (laughs) Like I just, I, I want to kiss him. I want to love him. I want to hold him. And he's he's a baby you know and it's just like he is someone to be loved and he is someone who is loving us back and that just gives my heart just such joy and and that's why I love being a mom because I get this sweet little child who did not grow up in my belly Mm -hmm. and he looks at me and he laughs and he smiles and he coos and and I'm like you love me you know and oh my gosh and so I believe that love is something that uh, makes a family, but it also is the answer to a lot of uh, struggles that we have in our society, not just in adoption, you know, Uh, and we don't always love well, and love is challenging, love is hard, you know, Um, but I know that there's also this, uh, you know, just part of this conversation that I think it's good to address here is some people don't think love is enough and there's this whole stance on you know like well should there be biracial adoptions to begin with you know and there's just there's a lot of uh well yeah so you know again like you said for I mean there's a there's a for anybody that doesn't know I mean before you can adopt a child there's a, a ton of training that you're required to do in terms of reading webinars you know just audio books regular books things you have to just log a certain number of hours and um, most adoption agencies ours that we were going through I mean once you find out um, you know that you're committed that you're going through um, with a transracial adoption um, then that kind of triggers a extra set of training that you have to do you know there's general just adoption training of you know how do you how do you deal with all of those things that we've been discussing but now let's add in the factors that like I said they're not of the same race as you and how do you do that properly and I'm very thankful that we did all of that training because it it I do believe it has prepared us well uh, I don't like perfect again you're figuring everything out as you go yeah i'm over here calling it biracial (laughs) it's transracial (laughs) it's like 10 o'clock at night so (laughs) i'm sorry Um, but but it was it does prepare you very well and and yes there is um there's a lot of material that you have to read during the the educational process there that does focus on the topic of you know quote love is not enough um and, you know, I'd say all in all, whether you're talking real life or social media, everybody's been extremely accepting, you know, um, in all of our social circles and family circles and community, um, you know, of us having a, a, a transracial adoption. We haven't really received any pushback directly from anybody from that. We, we had a few little people online that we don't even know 
uh, as tends to happen on the internet where people don't know each other and don't Just communicate with more yeah. than 140 characters. But, <laughs> um, but we did have some people there. And then it was specifically, you know, um, you, I think you made some comments with a post, of, like you're saying right now, about, you know, just, you know, big love or something like that. And then somebody saw the picture that, you know, you're white and he's black. And, you know, of course, asked the question, you know, well, have you read this article? It says love is not enough, you know. And, you know, the smart aleck in you won't be like, yeah, I've had about 50 hours of training reading articles about love is not enough. How many? How many have you had? You know, no. that's the, well, I'm just being honest. That's the smart <laughs> That's not what I would ever say to her, but that is deep down the, the smart aleck response in you. Um, but what my, what I did respond to her with and what I'll respond to everybody else is I, I, we have read all of those articles and they're right. I do believe that. Uh, they're right that love is not enough. But I also believe what you just said that that love makes a family and love can heal things and well how can those both be true? Well because not everything has to be absolutes in life. Mm. You know, again that's that's the world we live in right now with headlines and everything in social media. Everything's got to be how do you condense your entire life into like uh, not even a full sentence and and it's unchanging and unchangeable and that that's not how life works you've got to know people and you've got to talk to them and and walk them out in their shoes so to say and have what did jesus come to earth for relationships mm. we're so scared of those now mm-hmm. uh but that that's the whole purpose jesus came to this earth is to have relationships and to get to know each other mm-hmm. and to walk through these struggles together so yeah, the the articles when you read them, you know, it says, you know, love is not enough. And I do I do believe that's right. Just just going down that path of I'm going to be quote colorblind and I'm just gonna love my child and even and, and as long as I love them, race does not matter. Well that that's dumb. That is. That that that's dumb to think that way. Race matters. Race matters in life. You know, we've just been sitting here talking about it. It absolutely matters. If, and that's not any one particular race. That's all, all race matters. It means things. It has history. It has background, good and bad mm-hmm. history. And you've got to know that and respect that. So in that sense, yes, love is not enough to stop someone from profiling or being prejudiced or doing a racist action towards our son. Because I love him, it's not going to control someone else. I have no control over the rest of the world. I can love him so much, but there's another person out there who is a racist and who doesn't love. And they're going to do something to him that's going to break my heart one day. And love is not enough to stop that. And that is the reality of life. But, the other reality of life is that love has the power to heal. Love has the power to change people's heart. Love has the power to forgive people. And what we're getting at here, I mean, love's a big thing. It's not just a simple little headline in an article. And so, no. No. It's just, you know, it's not enough to just say, 
I love this child and therefore his life's going to be perfect. Because newsflash, I have three white children and love is not enough to prevent them from having heartaches and troubles in life. So I certainly wouldn't think that it's going to stop my African-American child from having heartaches and troubles in life. But whatever comes any of my four children's way, we're going to love them. We're going to love them big, and we're going to... Be a family. We're going to be a family through it. Yeah. And we're going to love the people that do the things that hurt us. And we're going to love the people that do the things that bother us and make us get angry and want to say the things like I said The smart alecky things. The smart alecky things. (laughs) It's going to want to make me say those things and make you bite your tongue, you know? Um... We're going to love them, though, you know, and there's real power in that, you know, and and not everybody believes that in this world, and I understand that, but um, my faith, my religion, yours as well, you know, I, I believe that there's real power there, and I believe it's the most powerful thing mm-hmm. in this world. Does it make it perfect and pure in the world? No, because the world's not perfect and pure. But love has the power. It can it to, can heal. Yeah. It can it can bring people together. Yeah, you know. And, and I I have seen that so much, not only with our children since he's been mm-hmm. home, but our family. Right. And how their love for him and his love for. Oh yeah. For his grandparents and his yeah. cousins and. Right. Just. It's been so neat to see everyone bond. Right. I've really enjoyed that these past few months. And just to see our our kids playing airplane and kissing him and just, he's part of the pack, you know? Right. And, and then for him to go to our parents' house and uh, just for them to love on, on him and kiss him. And, you know, he's one of their grandbabies. And what's better than having a new grandbaby? That's right. <laughs> Good as it gets, yeah, apparently. apparently. <laughs> yeah. But it's just been really sweet to see how much he's loved and how much he is giving us love oh, yeah. right now, uh, in this in this season. And so Absolutely. It's been truly a beautiful thing to watch. And again, this whole idea of just humbling. It it mm-hmm. humbles you and it it just it makes me appreciate the gift of adoption and how you know I know so many articles and things go back to to this but it's so true and just how you don't have to earn your love you know and and how we are accepted and and we're accepted into the love of Christ and his kingdom and how he we are co-heirs with him. We we are adopted into mm-hmm. this relationship. And I just and it's through love. Mm-hmm. It is through love. And and Well, you know, it, again, I don't want to go into a whole nother podcast series I guess we <laughs> could have about love and particularly marriage and things like that, but you know, Love, contrary to what Hallmark tells you and holidays and things like that, you know, I mean, love, love is not an emotion. You know? Mm. Love love is a choice. Mm. Um, 
you know, when you get when you get married to somebody, you know, when you and I married, when Jesus chose us as his bride, and he married us, you know, you choices were made that said, I'm going to do life with you. And there's going to be good and there's going to be bad that comes out of that. But I'm making a choice to bind myself to you and to walk through this life together and to try and, you know, be there for you and build you up and encourage you to be the best that you can be. And, uh, and that's, a, that's a choice, you know, that's not an emotion because uh, I love you very much, but my emotions <laughs> sometimes don't want to be around you, <laughs> you know. Um, and if and if that if that's all our love was based on, then we wouldn't be together, right? You know. Um, but I continue to choose to love you just as you choose to love me every day, and you know, adoption is no different. I mean, it's. At some point, we chose that we were going to love a child that was not biologically ours. And that's changed us for the better. And I I, I believe, but hope and pray that it, it changes his life for the I better. Know. I, know. Um, I hope it changes his birth parents' life for the better. And, um, you know, but like I said, I mean, that's what, that's what Jesus came to this earth to do is to build build relationships with people and and part of a critical part of him building relationships with people is tearing down barriers and there's a lot of barriers that the world puts up uh and they go far beyond race race is just one facet of of the way that we you know close ourselves off from the world um but it is one of the big ones you know and so you know, being being in a place in life where, you know, having translate transracially adopted a child, you know, it it just I, I think and hope as and we experienced and we shared this plenty before, I mean we experienced this long before we ever adopted when we had friends that transracially adopted as well. Um, you know, again, it, it just starts to tear down little barriers in the mm-hmm. way that you think about life. And it's subtle. It's so subtle. It's not some big grand thing. You know, it's, it's, it's really subtle just stuff of just how do you look at day-to-day life sometimes um, and little choices, but, but it's real and it has, has big impact in life. And just, you know, life's not I, I, always I'm these big grand I'm still trying to put moment. words into it's not, it. It's not always the big grand moments right. in life. It's just the little day-to-day interactions with every person that you come across and how you treat each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, opening up our life to transracial adoption has been a blessing in the sense that, um, you know, people have welcomed us into their life that there might have been a barrier there before and we have welcomed people into our life that there might have been a barrier there before and so uh, this little guy's doing that you know he has he's tearing down walls (laughs) literally you know Um, he is he's tearing down walls already and I can't think of a a greater you know hope for his life than that 
you know, as as a Christian, that he tears down barriers and, and builds up relationships with and people. And loves others. You know? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you not only sharing <laughs> on this podcast, but just for opening yourself up and guiding our family through this because being on this side and just looking at him, I just want to share with everyone, like, it's so worth it. Oh, yeah. It is so worth all of the, just the struggle and the pain and the fear and the uncertainty. And the, it, it all just, when you look at them, it's just like, okay, it's all, love truly does make you a family. And so I kind of just want to end with that and just, I appreciate you taking the time to share and just for guiding us on this journey. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be here. I hope uh, our paths cross again so that maybe <laughs> we can have a conversation again. This was so yeah, fun. Yeah, you think we'll do that? Uh, this was so fun just talking with uh, you and getting to know you and meet you. So so thank you for that opportunity to be a guest podcaster. Okay, you. now you're being sarcastic. <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> All right, thank you. that these conversations barely cover all the details of adoption, but we wanted to share with you what we've learned so far in hopes that we might be able to answer a few of your questions. As mentioned earlier, we are still new to adoption, so we're still learning too. So I hope you give us some grace as, you know, we have gone throughout these uh, episodes and have talked openly about our family story and we are imperfect people we sin we make mistakes we say the wrong things we we you know we mess up daily but we do know that love is something that is beautiful and love makes a family and we are doing our best to just be open to love and our adoption has just been a beautiful sign of that to us and so that's why we wanted to share and I hope you enjoyed it I hope you got something out of it and as I mentioned before we were excited about these adoption profile books because we know that that is your first impression that a adoptive family gives to birth parents and so for us to be able to walk alongside another family and help them create their book that will be shown um, that's a huge just blessing to us and so we really do want to uh partner with you if you are interested in or if you are in need of that service so please feel free to contact us and also just if you have other questions about adoption we are happy to answer any questions that you have we might not have all the answers but we will do our best to respond in a loving and kind matter and we just we want to be a voice that shares uh, that adoption really is a beautiful thing and love makes a family and we just want to encourage you the best that we can. So feel free to leave a comment or email us or seek us out and we'll be happy to talk more with you. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.
Thank you again for listening to this episode of Undivided Women's Podcast. To follow along with Undivided Women, we encourage you to subscribe to our newsletters to receive our free online Bible studies, and you can find those at undividedwomen.com. You can also connect with us online uh, through Instagram and Facebook at Undivided Women.